The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. Tax collectors and how they got wealthy. You know, they could just make up anything. You can go back and listen to that online if you, if you missed that. But, but they could tax you for any and everything, however they wanted to do it. They just uh, came and they, I listed all of these different taxes that they had. Well, Zacchaeus is the chief of all those people. So he's the chief tax collector, and he's wealthy, and he wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead, and he climbed a sycamore uh, tree and, and that he might see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately, for I must go to your house unannounced, uninvited, I must go to your house today. So he came down at once, and he welcomed him gladly. Now, your translation may be a little bit different. I'm reading an NIV. And all the people saw this, and they began to to mutter among themselves, he's gone to be with the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up, and he said, Lord, Lord, look. Here I am, and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I'll repay it back four times that amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. As we look at this, we realize that Christ is headed towards Jerusalem. He's headed towards Palm Sunday. He's he's headed to his death and his burial and his resurrection. See, we kind of got things backwards, but that's okay because we still see that he's he's entering into, uh, uh, right now he's entering into Jericho, but he's headed to Jerusalem. And on his way up there, he has about two weeks left to live. Now, I want you to think, this is a hard, hard question to answer, but I want you to think, if you had less than two weeks to accomplish anything of significance in life, what would it be? Now, I don't want you to answer that, but I want you to think about it. Less than two weeks to spend with loved ones, less than, less than two weeks. That's where Christ is. He, he has less than two weeks left. And, and this Palm Sunday, when he, he normally is coming into Jerusalem, and there's going to be a great Passover celebration, but he's, he's coming in with a, with a look of, of resolve on his face. There's cheering crowds there. There's smiling faces there. They're, they welcome Jesus with this, with this jubilant spirit out there, and they're all gathered around, and they're singing to him, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the Son of David. But... But just a, a couple of days before that, we see this last supper that, that, that's recorded in Scripture up to the last supper. And, and uh, we're going to look a couple more weeks. If you're, if you're thinking, boy, I wish we'd get off this Guess Who's Coming to Dinner series. Well, we have a couple more weeks left, and we will be. But this supper takes place less than two weeks before the end of uh, the Savior's life. So he comes into Jericho, and uh, Jericho was famous for a perfume. And this perfume that it was famous for, it come by from, a, from the balsa tree, which was, which was famous during those times. And matter of fact, they say that, that there was a sweet scent in the air. And, and even miles outside of the city, there was this smell of this, of this sweetness 
from this fortified city, from this balsa, and, and those trees were grew in abundance there. And, and so he's entering into this thing, into this town. And listen, in this town, most are over half of the priestly activities. Those priests that served in the temple in Jerusalem, they live there. Now, I think there's some significance in that because where Zacchaeus is living, more than half the priests live there also. Just keep that in the back of your mind. So this city, it turns out to welcome Jesus as he comes into the gate. Now, this is not the palm-waving crowd. This is a, a group of people that, that comes out and they, they want to see Jesus. They wanted to see who he was. We went to the state fair this year. If you haven't been in a few years, we went on the last day, I think. Wasn't it the last day of the fair? They're frowning, going, oh. Literally, we walked like this down a crowd of people. You'd stand there a minute, and you'd take it. And it wasn't because we were seeing the sights. It was because there were people everywhere. It was, we were pressed in there. And I would look for... I'd look for openings like I was driving, you know, and I'd go, come on, we'd shoot around about six people. And, and uh, it was that way. It was just people everywhere. And, and if you can imagine, that's what it was like for Zacchaeus. See, the midway was right down the middle, and then on both sides of the midway, about 20 to 30 feet wide was a solid river of people going this way, and on the other side, they were going this way. And if you were on the outside of that river of people and, and you were trying to see what was going on, it was hard, especially if you were a little short person, Haley. Wouldn't it have been hard to see what was going on? So, so... This is happening here. This, this, this group of people, they're excited. Something's happening, and, and there's a crowd of people. They're pressing around, and, and Zacchaeus is just on the outside, and he's, he's trying to see, and he's trying to see what's going on. Have you ever met somebody famous? You know, uh, somebody that's real popular, I, I, I may have told you all this one time, me and our music director when I was serving at uh, where Cottonwood Creek is now, we, we wanted to go to another church to kind of see some of the things they did and get an idea and see if there's any things that we, we might want to incorporate in our worship service. And, and I don't know how many of y'all remember John Criswell. Y'all remember W.A. Criswell. He was the pastor at First Baptist Dallas for all those years. Well, his son was John, and John was a was a, on the news, one, one of the news channels, I don't remember which one, and he had a special called Wednesday's Child, Now I'm giving you this whole background, but anyway, that, that became real popular during those times, that uh, he was there, you could turn on the news every night, you could watch John Criswell, and, and uh, so we, we came in, we wanted to sit right down at the front, because I wanted to see everything that was going on, so the, the preacher was up there, and he said, we're going to have a time of greeting, and I had looked, and I thought, that's John Criswell sitting right in front of us. So uh, I looked over at Kenneth, and they said, would you all stand together? And I had turned the preacher off at this point, and I said, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth. He said, what? And I said, that's John Criswell. And I turned around, and I was pointing right in his chest. And he went, yep, it's me. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed, you know, because I wasn't starstruck, but I was still, I thought, man, this is John Criswell. He's at the church with us, you know. And I, 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 he wasn't no real famous star, but, but 
you know, just to get a glimpse of him, I thought, this is pretty neat. You know, this is guy I see on TV. This is a guy that's real popular in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And, and just, to, just to get a glimpse of him. And, and I kind of think maybe Zacchaeus was there. He was like, man, there's somebody coming into town and, and there's a group of people just crying around. I want to see what's going on. I, I want to see this guy. And uh, as, as, as this crowd is going, as there's, they're pressing around, they're all looking, they're, they're singing, and they're, they're joyous. And I'm sure there's crowds that are headed to Jerusalem. That's where they're all headed. They're all headed to Jerusalem. They, they kind of fall in this, this uh, per, per, uh, procession with, uh, with his disciples, his apostles there with him. And they're, they're singing, they're looking and saying, hey, this is Jesus. I've heard some things about this guy. He's a great teacher. I, I've heard all those things. So they're pressing on. I wonder if any of them really noticed the, the, the determination in Jesus' face. I wonder if any of them really paid attention that, that in, their, in their joy of the Passover and all that was coming in to, to really look into Jesus' face and think, you know what, he has a purpose you know, there's something when, when you see someone that they're on a mission, they're on a purpose, and they're moving forward, it, it's kind of easy to tell, isn't it? You know, you may be laughing or, or uh, just any, any number of activities, and somebody comes by and you, you kind of look and you go, boy, they're on a mission. They, they're, 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 they're pressing somewhere. But that's, that's what we see in Christ. So in Zacchaeus, we, we see about three different things, I think. First, in Zacchaeus, we find a, a missing man. Now, I said while well, ago in Jericho, there's many priests as residents, and there seem to be just as many publicans. And what publicans are, they're tax collectors, and they're everywhere because wherever the money is, that's where the tax collectors are going to be. Kind of like today, isn't it? Wherever the money is, uh, let's, let's tax them, let's get what we can out of them. So, so they're all there. They're anxious to give Caesar his taxes where they can go ahead and skim their, uh, their, their taxes in the process and fill their pockets in any means they can. And the head of all these tax collectors, the ruler of all of them. In other words, if you remember we talked about them, they, that was a position that you kind of put in for, and if you got it, you knew you had it made. Well, Zacchaeus is the one that would have hired these guys. They're the one that, he would be the one that said, okay, I'm going to send you to this region. I'm going to let you be a tax collector. Now, with that, you're going to have to pay me my dues. So, so not only was Zacchaeus, he's collecting taxes, he's got all of these other tax collectors working for him, and they're all funneling money his way. So, so we see that person, and we, we see the head of all those people. He had wealth that, that's beyond what we can imagine. He had, he had wealth. He had, I'm sure, the best designer robes and some kind of Italian leather sandals, probably, that he wore around when he went out. He, he uh, had gold rings on every finger. He, he probably had a a home filled with all kinds of exotic paintings and all kinds of uh, uh, statues and fine pottery. When people came and visited, they could ooh and ah and look at all the things that he had. There's, there's no doubt that he had the fineries of life. I mean, he had everything that someone from the outside looking in would say, man, if I just had those things, I would, I would be where I wanted to be. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Yet, in spite of all those things, he was a missing man. He was missing something he was looking for something different. He'd tried everything else. He, he said, I've got wealth. I've got everything I want. I've got, I've got servants, you know, he rang. Y'all remember who that was? Oh, you rang. And uh, just ring the bell and there's Lurch. He comes out and says, what do you want, master? I'm right here for you. He had all of those things, but he was missing something. 
He had a chosen profession. Perhaps the best way we could, we could think of, of maybe he chose this, uh, this profession is, is he was short in stature. Maybe throughout his life he had been made fun of. Maybe he, maybe he didn't really fit in with anybody. Maybe, maybe as he went through life and, and people called him shorty or, or people come and laid their elbow on his head and, and he went through all of this saying, you know what, I've never fit in, but I'll tell you what, I got a job now and I'm going to get revenge. I, I've got a way now that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back, I'm going to compensate for, for my short man's disease and I'm going to compensate for my stature and, and people are going to respect me because I'm going to have gold, I'm going to have all these fineries, but it didn't work. See, it still didn't work. For all his wealth, he still felt empty. He still had a, a hollow feeling inside, a sickening feeling with inside. And, and every time things would get alone and he'd begin to think, he realized something's missing. I, I, I'm, I'm missing something. And, and my money can't buy those things. And, and these desires I chase, they can't fill this need, this, this something that's missing. If, if y'all have heard of this, uh, this, this singer, uh, Sarah McLaughlin, she, she uh, sings a song that's, that's called Fallen. I want you to listen to the words of it. Heaven bent down and took my hand to lead me from the fire. Be the long-awaited answer to a long and painful flight. Truth told me that I tried my best, but somewhere along the way, I got caught up in all there was nothing to offer. And the cost was much more than I could bear. We all began with good intent. Love was raw and young. We believed that we could change ourselves, that the past could be undone. And we carried on our backs the burdens time always reveals. A lonely life of mourning, the wound that would not heal. It's a bitter taste of losing everything that I've held so dear. And heaven bent down and took my hand, nowhere left to turn. I'm lost to those I thought were friends. To everyone I know, oh, they turn their heads embarrassed and pretend that they don't see me. But it's one who messed up. One step, you'll slip before you know it. And there doesn't seem to be any way to be redeemed. Boy, that, listen to that line. You'll mess up, you'll slip before you know it, and there doesn't seem to be any way to be redeemed. Though I've tried, I've fallen. I've sunk so low, I've messed up. Better I should know, so not come around here and tell me I told you so. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the haunting song that's for folks today. I've tried at everything, and, and those that I thought were friends, they've turned their back on me. Those things that I thought I'd find fulfillment in, they were empty. And, and I learned it too late. And don't come along and say, well, I told you so. But, but I thought about what Jesus said in Luke 9, 24. He says, anyone who seeks his life will lose it, but whoever will lay down his life for my sake, they're going to find it. See, see, in Zacchaeus, he had vast riches, but, but he was feeling lost, the lost man. Here's the second thing today. We see the seeking man. I wonder why Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. You ever thought about that? Why did he want to see? I don't have the answer. I mean, why did, he, why did he want to see Jesus? In a city like Jericho, think of all the priests he could see any time. Remember, more than half of them lived there. So, so why was this prophet or this rabbi or this teacher any different from all those other religious leaders? What, what made Jesus stand out? Maybe it was curiosity. Maybe, maybe that uh, he, he, he said, well, I'm, I'm going to leave my mansion. I wanna, I've heard something about this guy. Maybe he was just curious. Maybe it was hope. 
Maybe he says, well, I've tried. I've talked to all of those other religious leaders. I don't know that. The Bible doesn't say that. But, but maybe there was, there was some kind of hope there that, that he hadn't thought about. Maybe, maybe it was something less tangible. Maybe it was a sense that, that uh, he just wanted to have a look at Jesus. I wonder what this guy looks like. Just, I want to size him up. I, I just want to look. Did, did Zacchaeus feel uh, guilty about the life he led? What, maybe, was there something there? Maybe, maybe his conscience was pricked a little bit and he, he thought Christ was coming. We, we don't know about all of those things. But, but we knew, though, that, that he wanted to see Christ. I mean, some people call it their services seeker services. And that's really just saying, you know, someone who's seeking something different. Maybe that's what Zacchaeus was. He, he heard him speak, or maybe he had just heard quiet whispers about his teaching. Maybe he'd heard about feeding all the loaves, and, and maybe he'd heard about some of the miracles. And, and he just wanted to see this. He just had this little curiosity about him that, that, that there's something different. But Zacchaeus, think about being in that crowd you think he might have been a little black and blue from elbows, you know? As, as, as we go to auctions. I shouldn't tell you all this, but we go to quite a few auctions, and, and my little skinny, bony daughter, she'll be standing there, and you're getting ready to bid on something, and some guy will just walk in there and just, just mash your way in front of you, and I'll say, hold your ground. <laughs> get in there and hold your ground. You know, uh, when you get in there, just stand there. If they bump into you, just stand there and look at them and smile. You've got to hold your ground. You ever do that? You know, hold your ground. Don't let them squeeze in there. You'll get, you get pressed out to the back of the crowd. And, and that's kind of what we see in Zacchaeus. You think they'd see Zacchaeus coming and go, well, I don't like you anyway. And just, just elbow him out of the way, just push him out of the way. And, and Zacchaeus is trying to squeeze through the crowd. I mean, think about that. No matter how hard he tried, he couldn't break through to see Jesus. So think about what Zacchaeus done. Now, it's hard for me to imagine this. But I want you to think of someone, or maybe yourself, but I would say someone who, who would say, you would say, you know, that guy, he's the upper is it crest or crust <laughs> of society? You know, he's at the top. Everybody looks at him, and he's got some clout. Think about what he gave up and went and climbed a tree. I mean, think about that. Maybe he was in a three-piece suit, you know, a vest and a tie, the whole thing. Maybe he had his hair fixed right and all his rings on. I mean, he was standing out. He wanted to look good for Jesus. But all of a sudden, you see him getting desperate enough that he climbs a tree. And I want to ask you, have you ever been that desperate that you risk injury, that, that you'd risk uh, embarrassment, desperate enough that you would, you would go and look dumb in front of your friends, that, that desperate that, that you say, you know what, I, I, want, a, I want something so bad, I'm willing to, I'm willing to look desperate, I'm willing to, to, to change myself that things might look better. In Luke eleven nine, 9, Jesus says this to us. If we'll do that, he says, if you'll seek me, you'll find me. See, Zacchaeus, he, he, he said, I'm going to let go of all those things. What people think of me, what people say, I don't care anymore. I'm going to let go of those things. I'm going to climb up in this tree, and I want to get a glimpse at the Savior. And, and Jesus, just a few chapters earlier, we find in Luke where he says, Ask, and it'll be given. Seek, and you'll find. And, and Zacchaeus is seeking the Lord. 
So here's the last thing this morning. The, the changed man, that moment finally arrived. That, that procession that's, that's crawling up the road, and I'll tell you, it's just crawling. It's just a, a step at a time. They, he's getting closer and closer to that tree, and, and they're getting closer and closer. And then it happened. Something completely unexpected happened. As, they, as they're pressing along, and, and I can just imagine the, this crowd there, Jesus just stops, and he just looks up, and... And he sees Zacchaeus in that tree. I mean, he looks up there and he, and he sees it and he, he peers through the branches and he, he looks at the eyes of Zacchaeus and he says, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I'm going to stay at your house. I like that word, make haste. What do we do often when we hear the Lord calling us? What do we do? I don't know what you do, but I know what I've done so many times. I've... I've looked at the pew. I've held the pew. I said, not today, Lord. i got other things to do. Lord, when I get these things straightened out, I'll come, Lord. But right now, I've got other things. Lord, one of these days, I'm going I'm to make things right. Lord, one of these days, when this happens, when this happens, when I get this happen, when I go to school, when I get out of school, when I'm this old, when my kids are growing, when my grandkids are going, Lord, I, I'll come then... But the Lord said, make haste, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. Now, here's the thing. What did the people do? Y'all tell me. Oh, come on, it's in your scripture there. I'd tell you, but I can't find it. Uh, they murmured, they gasped. They begin to talk. What is it to murmur? Y'all ever hear a murmuring, murmuring group? <laughs> you know, they put their hand at the side of their mouth like that keeps everybody from hearing it, you know, with doesn't. And they said, who does this guy think he is? I mean, look at him. It's verse 6 right there. No, it's not. Y'all find it. Yeah, it's verse 7. All the people saw this. They begin to mutter. And they begin to say... Look at this guy. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Now, remember who he's with? Remember all those religious leaders? Remember that church service with all those people that proclaim to be Christians that are gathered around Jesus, and, and they say, look at him. Look at Christ. He, he's gone to be with a sinner in his house. I mean, you can almost hear that audible gasp, that, that sound of disapproval there in Jericho where, where all of those priests are, all those devout Jews are, and, and those, the person they hated the most in that city. Here was Jesus going to his house. There are two things that, that we observe in this passage. First is the description how Zacchaeus responded. I want us to look and think about how Zacchaeus responded. It, so, it shows that Zacchaeus, his heart and his desire, he, it says, so he made haste and he came down and he received him joyfully. I mean, he, he, said, he, he, he said, hey, I'm coming. Read that again. Listen to it. Jesus looks and he says, Zacchaeus, make haste. Hurry, get down, for today I'm coming to your house. And, and listen to his response. So Zacchaeus made haste. He came down and he received him joyfully. See, Zacchaeus, he responded in what we call faith. 
He understood that Jesus wasn't just inviting himself to dinner. He was, he was inviting himself to the kingdom of God. And, and Zacchaeus joyfully received it. See, he realized there was something more to Jesus. He, he had forgot about all the crowds. He, he forgot about all the things that the people might say. He, he forgot about those pushing and those, those murmurings that were going on and all of those mutterings that were happening. He, he forgot all those things because he saw Jesus and he was filled with joy. It didn't matter anymore what other people thought of him. It didn't matter anymore if he fit in. It didn't matter anymore if he was the, the in crowd or the, 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 the wealthy folks. None of those things mattered because when he heard Jesus' call and when he responded, it it says he received him with joy. Here's the second point of interest. They uh, apparently it took place at Zacchaeus's table. Jesus comes, he sits, they're having a meal, and Zacchaeus stands up and he makes this, this declaration. This is, this is verse 8. Lord, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false uh, accusations, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus replied to him, Today salvation has come into your house. Now, don't miss this. Did salvation become because Zacchaeus had given all that he had? No. That's, that's not what salvation was. The fact came that he came, the salvation because he put his faith in Jesus with joy. He came with joy to the Lord. He, he came and he, he received him with joy. Now, the, 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 outworking of salvation, the, 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 the results of salvation is, is Zacchaeus says, you know what, I want to square the deal. I want to square the deal with the people that, that maybe I've cheated, the people that I've taken advantage of. I want to square the deal. That wasn't what brought salvation. What, what that was, it was a result of salvation. When, when we read in Scripture and it says the wage of the sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life, that's a gift. And when we read over and some people take a passage of Scripture that says, well, you know, we, we work for our salvation. And it says over there in James that, that we work for our salvation. No, that's, that's describing what the results of salvation is. Because of salvation, it's manifested through our works. And that's what we simply see in Zacchaeus. That we see that because he had, he had received the Lord that because of that, there was an outworking of his salvation. And we find that in, in this transforming element of the Holy Spirit that, that he, he gave away those things. He came with, with joy within his heart. Look at me at you would, at verse 10 with me if you would. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I think this is interesting. I'm going to close with this in just a moment. I've got just a couple minutes left. But... When we look at this scripture, I said there's some interesting parallels here. We normally don't find these, but at first glance, it appears that Zacchaeus, there's something missing. We see that. But also, there's a sense that something's not right, that Jesus is incomplete because something is missing. If you go and study the book of Ephesians, the, the Lord considers himself incomplete this is studying that whole book. He, he considers himself incomplete if his family is not together. Now, I was thinking about that this morning. You know, if you have a dinner at your house, if you have an activity at your house, and somebody's missing, you miss them, don't you? Some of them might be gone on to be with the Lord. Some of them might just be working. Some of them might be out of town or out of state or out of the country. And, and so you gather together, 
and, and you're, you're joyful that you have your family there, but, but there's someone missing. You know, the Bible teaches that, that Christ wants every one of us to come to Him a saving knowledge. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that, you know, with, with Christ, we're His creation, and we're created in Christ to do good works. And, and when we're not there, He misses us. And that's why he came to seek and to save that which was lost because he wants us to be a part of God's family. I want to just to take you back real quickly and just picture that scene. You're making a way down in crowded street and this, this crowded street and, and this character is up in a tree. He's searching for someone. He's, he's seeking back and forth. He's, he's unable to see what he's looking for. And as he presses down, he climbs this tree. The crowd's blocking his view. They're all jubilant. They're joyful. They're pressing. They're jostling him around and pushing him here and there. And, and moving along the road, he looks down. He sees that tree and he runs down there and he, he says, you know, I'm going to climbing that tree surely I can get a, a a good a good look at him then and then on his way Christ looks up and I, I just got this picture of of this little short man sitting up there on a limb holding on with his hand and two little feet dangling down above him and him looking down and saying boy I got me a good seat finally and and just that picture of of Christ looking up and and pointing him out and saying Zacchaeus hurry on down because today I'm going to be with you Today I'm going to come into your house. Are you surprised? Did you miss the fact that Zacchaeus, while he came seeking, Christ was seeking him? Did you see that? Why, why does he end with that? For the Son of Man comes to seek and to save that which was lost. See that parallel? See, the Bible says if we seek the Lord, we'll find him. Why is it? Because while we're seeking the Lord, he's seeking us. He's hunting for us. Does that surprise you to know that, that Jesus would be seeking you? In just a couple of weeks, Christ is going to be crucified on the cross. He, he, he's entered Nazareth for the last time. He's not going to look upon on Capernaum anymore. He's not going to walk on the, the shore of Galilee anymore, but he's headed to the cross. In the next week, there's six and be a roller coaster of emotions, up and downs, and, and those things. But his, his passion was this. He's seeking that which was lost. And then we see Zacchaeus say, Lord, I surrender all. Lord, to you I freely give all that I have, all that I am. Would you bow your head with me for just a moment? I, I want you to get that picture. I want you to get that picture of Christ seeking you. It doesn't matter where you are. Christ says, I came to seek you out. You might be up a tree holding on to your last branch, saying, boy, I need some help, or this thing breaks it all coming down. You may be in the crowd just saying, you know, I'm kind of curious who is this man? What could he do for me? You might be saying, Lord, I'm living in a dry, thirsty land. I, boy, I was on fire for you one time, but something's happened. I've, I've lost my passion. I've lost my zeal. I'm, I'm living in Lodabar, a dry place. Here's the thing. Christ is seeking you. There's a movie, I don't know if it's a good movie or not, it's called The Green Mile, but in one part of this movie, there's, 
the, the guy that has this power to heal people, it's not a spiritual movie, but he meets the lady and she says to him, I saw you and we were like two ships that was coming towards each other in the night and we met. Well, that's what Christ is. He sees us. He's seeking us. And when we seek him, we're like those, those two objects that are both moving towards each other, and then we find each other in the darkness. This morning, where are you in the crowd? Would you look closely at the faces of those gathered in the crowd? Look closely in the faces of those gathered around the table. See if you find yourself. Just looking at the faces, where do you find yourself? The Lord says, I've came and, and I came to seek you out. I came to give you life more abundantly. I came to give you a life of joy, of peace, of hope. That's his offer. It's ours for asking. Now, it takes effort on our part. Salvation doesn't, but he directs us, and we have to have some commitments. But the free gift is there. Say, Lord, I surrender all. All to you I freely give. I'll, I'll trust you, and in your presence I'll live. Lord, I just surrender my all today. This morning, as you look at yourself, as you look for your face in the crowd, would you say, Lord, today, I want to surrender my all to you. Father, I pray today as we look into your word, as your spirit leads us and guides us and directs us, Father, I pray that we'd find our face in that crowd. And Father, I pray we wouldn't worry about the in crowd, the fitting in, but Father, we would abandon all, even if we have to embarrass ourselves a little and climb a tree we would we would say lord i want to see you face to face i want to walk with you i want to talk with you i want to invite you to come into me father i pray through the leading of your spirit not through words that i would say but through the leading of your spirit we would respond to your call and your wooing today in jesus name